Welcome, my name is Patty Turk, and this is the Turks and Chaos Podcast, a show for millennial moms by a millennial mom of three boys, talking motherhood, home management, getting out and about, and all the adventures in between. Hello, everyone, and happy February. If you listened to my last episode, having tough conversations with kids, I mentioned the Super Bowl and the halftime show and possibly needing to talk about um, what they saw. And I didn't think that we would have an issue with JLo or Shakira, but it's been pretty controversial. And I guess I was shocked. I knew that they were going to make it about, you know, Latino pride or Latina pride. And I thought it was beautiful. I loved Shakira's performance. But then J-Lo came out and her, um, I think it was like a cloak. That was stunning. And I was really excited. And then she throws it off and she has these like um, buttless chaps, right? She's wearing some leather chaps. And I was like, oh, all right, it's going to be that show. So thankfully, my kids were done um, with the football at that point. They went upstairs and moved on to the next thing. So they didn't watch it. But oh my gosh, if they would have been downstairs, I would need to turn it off. And yes, call me a prude, whatever. No, you don't know my kids, okay? My son is already a little dog, okay? He likes to catcall women. He likes to talk about girls. He likes to think that he knows everything about um, adult interactions, okay? No, if he would have seen that, his mouth would have been down on the floor. He probably would be repeating those dance moves later on at school or something. It's just not something that I want my son, who I already have difficulty with on those things, who's obsessed with women already, watching. And I was a little disappointed with the polls when they were brought out. It was one thing to have her on one, but then to continue it and have the two women on either side when I don't, I'm not sure who came out in that little male group that was singing. I don't know who that was, but to have the two women on polls in between the group of men, I was like, how was that women empowerment if that was also their message? Like, I get them and their message, what they did. But then when you have the group of men singing, but then the pole dancers next to them, it's like, what does that say now? I'm not quite sure. So I know that that's controversial. And I'm not saying it was a horrible show. I'm just saying, as a mother of young boys, that's something that I didn't feel comfortable with them watching. And I'm glad that they weren't there. And yes, this I'm in California, so it was only 5.30. Um, I know that a couple people mentioned, well, your kids should have been in bed like mine and it wouldn't be a problem, but they must have been East Coast because on West Coast, 5.30 is too early to send your kids to the bed. Anyways, so I wasn't really expecting that, but whatever. Shakira did good. I liked her. <laughs> Um, so today, today I wanted to talk about, since I just went to the dentist with my son, 
and it's been about a year and a half now since I've switched from my insurance being a PPO over to an HMO, I thought I would share my experience with that because I feel like dealing with um, dental visits, doctor visits, eye doctor visits, all of that has been a lot easier um, on me and my budget since I've switched over. So that's what I will talk about today. And then later on in the episode, I will talk about some tips for dealing with anxiety if, we're, if your child has anxiety when it comes to the dentist or a doctor. Just some tips to help them get through the appointment. First, I wanted to mention our sponsor for the episode. In a couple episodes back, I spoke about meal planning and there was a service called PlateJoy. PlateJoy is a meal planning service where you can enter in all your information as far as how many people are in your family, are they children, adults, are they trying to lose weight, maintain weight, gain weight, um, things like that. And then they adjust portion sizes for that. You can tell them if there's any dietary restrictions, if you're on a special diet as far as keto or paleo, vegetarian, vegan, Mediterranean, you get to choose what type of diet you usually lean towards. And then they come up with a menu for you based on these uh, dietary preferences or restrictions. And you get to choose how many meals you want them to pick out for you for that week. And it can be, you can include also breakfasts and lunches or snacks, as well as the dinners. And then after you can swap out what dinners look good or not, or remove them and just have less meals for the week that they have planned for you. And then after everything looks good, you like the way your menu looks, then um, you can get the shopping list for it and it will go through and you can check off what you already have and what you need and then it'll create the list of what you need and how many, you know, like how many tomatoes you need, how many cans of beans do you need, how, what serving of chicken do you need, like how much chicken do you need, how many pounds. I love how it basically does everything for me. I used to have to go through Google and, you know, type in easy meals. That's also one thing that you can request is um, a fast meal, a meal that's ready in 30 minutes or less. And so that's what I did. And I made three meals this past week with their service. They were all really easy to to make. Um, They were done within 30 minutes. And what I especially loved, or two things. One, I used so many vegetables in the meal and that's one thing that I've been lacking in my meal planning is um, a variety of fresh produce. And I loved how each meal had like at least three vegetables that were included in it. And second, that my kids and my husband liked the flavors. Like they didn't eat the warm uh, spinach salad that I made. But they liked the paprika chicken, which I didn't think they would like, but they actually, my husband actually ended up really liking it. So after they make your menu, they make your, they give you your shopping list 
And then you have the option of sending it to Instacart and having your groceries delivered through them. So really, you don't even have to go to the grocery store or go online and shop and, you know, do the delivery or put in your online shopping list. They create your shopping list and can even send it to Instacart so that your groceries are delivered and mealtime is easier. Otherwise, you have your menu. You can just go to the store or do e-cart yourself. For my listeners, I have a discount to give to you. So you can go onto platejoy.com and to receive $10 off, use the special code. And that code is TurksNChaos. That's T-U-R-K-S-N-Chaos. And so that'll get you your $10 off. All right, getting into the episode. It's been a year and a half since I switched my insurance from a PPO to an HMO. I know it may be weird to give up the freedom of a PPO insurance plan since you have the freedom to choose whatever provider you'd like. In an HMO, you are limited to the providers that are part of that network and have a limited list of doctors and dentists to pick from. You also have to have each service pre-approved before receiving treatment. Now, why would I pick having less freedom, you might be wondering. Well, when I had a PPO, I thought it would actually be the best coverage as far as not having to pay so much out of pocket. Boy, was I wrong. But it was years. But it was years until I started really paying attention to the bills as they tripled, having three kids and all, and questioning what exactly my insurance was even covering. I had a $20 copay at the doctor's each and every time I went. On top of that, they'd send me a bill months later for that same appointment for about $60. So I would pay $80 for each visit in the end. I remember calling the clinic and asking if I paid the copay and now I'm being billed basically the rest of the appointment cost, then what is the insurance covering? And they said that the insurance doesn't really claim any of the appointment but they do a settlement on their end and they end up paying like $20 or so of the appointment and call it a day. I was like, what's the point of me having insurance then? Well, they don't even cover a visit to the doctors? For emergency visits, I'd get a bill for like $1,000. For urgent care, $200. And they would never tell you, okay, this is going to be this much money, this is going to be this much money. No, you just go there, you do everything, and then you end up with a bill and you are you have sticker shock. At the dentist, I'd pay my portion of the treatment at the time of the appointment, and then I'd get a bill in the mail months later for the same appointment after insurance adjustments. Every time this would happen, I would always pay what my estimated portion for the treatment was after every visit in full, yet I would still end up with an unexpected bill that nobody could explain. I got really frustrated with this after a while, especially with three kids and myself just keeping up with basic care like cavities being filled or a doctor appointment when my kids got sick. It was ruining my budget no matter how much I tried to plan for the bills and accommodate them in my budget. I kept getting blindsided by these bills that would either ruin my budget or I would literally refuse to pay because nobody could explain why I would always get a balance, but I still owed it. So that would affect my credit. Um, It was finally, after breaking down to the woman at the front desk, she asked if I had an HMO. I said no, thinking that PPO was king, of course, and HMO was less than. 
she recommended switching over to HMO. I forget what the reason was at this point, but it was enough for me to cave and switch my insurance over to the HMO plan. This was also the smart choices plan, which allowed for a health saving plan. You know, it would open up the health saving account that you could use um, where the cash would accumulate and then you could use it to pay for health expenses such as copays, medications, glasses, prescriptions, and the like. It took a year before we saw money in the HSA, but now that we have it, it is so helpful. I pay out of pocket for my eight-year-old to see a pediatric dentist because he has major anxiety at the dentist. And of course, the cutoff age is eight. Literally, the only reason we even started seeing that doctor was because all of the other dentists refused to see him because he was too much trouble. They all said he has to go to a pediatrician. And after the first appointment, they said the next appointment, he'll be over on the general dentistry side because your insurance cutoff for the pediatric side is eight years old, which is one of my few complaints for my HMO plan, the dental plan. That and the fact that the white colored fillings are not covered, only the silver fillings are, which is something my dentist doesn't even offer for health purposes, I think. So if my kids have cavities, the budget takes a hit. So I'm super anal about brushing twice daily and flossing every night. My son still had cavities though, so now I'm thinking I have to brush their teeth myself to make sure they're thoroughly cleaning their teeth. My oldest has had three teeth pulled out due to abscesses from cavities. Dental hygiene has become a major priority of mine because of our experiences. It's been kind of traumatizing for him and it's been super expensive on us. But what I love about my HMO dental plan is that every treatment that isn't a routine cleaning like fillings and such have to be pre-approved by my insurance and they will tell the dentist the, you know, the dentist office, the dental office, exactly what my portion to pay is. So it's not the dentist that is guessing. It's coming straight from the insurance. Then I pay at the time of appointment and keep proof of payment on hand with the initial treatment agreement that states what it will cost. One time I had a bill come to me for a service that I had already paid for and I had all the paperwork saved. So I called them up and said, look, I got a bill, even though I paid what you said I owed at the time of appointment, even what my insurance called you and or sent over and told you that's what I owe. And the whole reason I switched to this insurance was to prevent these mystery bills. She was able to see that there was a mistake in the system and corrected it so the balance in my system or in the system was zero. Thank goodness. But also with my HSA, my health savings account, I'm able to use that card to pay for my son's appointment that isn't covered and pay for the fillings that aren't covered. And I can prepare for the appointment beforehand when they tell me how much it will cost. It's a lot more budget friendly because there are no surprises. I also switched from Anthem over to Kaiser, which is HMO. Now, I wanted to have my kids go to the same doctor I had, who was also my own pediatrician growing up. And before her, I had her mother-in-law. So it just seemed like I wanted to stay with someone familiar to care for my kids. But I became more and more disappointed in the care I received from her. I would go in with a problem for my son, and then no treatment would be given. It would kind of just be brushed off. Only 
to be back again for the same reason, but it had gotten worse. And then finally she would treat him. Or I'd go there with an issue myself and there would just be, oh, maybe I'm making things up because there's nothing wrong. Maybe I'm a hypochondriac. Until I come back and, wow, you have a big problem there, you poor thing. Frustrating. I've been telling you that all along. On top of that, she was an hour away and I was still doing that commute every time I needed to take my sick kids in. It was miserable. My husband was trying to convince me to move over to Kaiser. He insisted it was better. He had grown up as a Kaiser baby, but I was so scared because so many people have complained about them that I was afraid the care would be subpar. But since I was feeling more and more disappointed with my own doctor and insurance plan, I decided, what the heck? Might as well try it out. We had a Kaiser in our town anyway, and it would be convenient if it did work out. So did it work out? Uh, yes, I am obsessed with Kaiser. I am so happy with Kaiser and my health plan. I pay a higher copay of $30, but that's all I pay. No bill comes to me after that. I don't pay for the routine exams or checkups. I only pay $10 for blood testing and such, which would have been closer to $100 with my other plan. My prescriptions are $10 each time, no matter what it is, which works out fine for me. I love that I know what to expect and how much something will cost. Nothing is hidden. It's all straightforward. I can tell you how much an emergency visit will cost, how much an urgent care visit will cost. I know that urgent care will try to get me an appointment with someone if one is available instead of waiting around in the urgent care clinic and paying for urgent care. I love how my kid's doctor, my doctor, my OBGYN, any testing, an eye doctor, the pharmacy, everything is all in one building. With the exception of the hospital and urgent care being still about 30 miles away. Everything else is all right here where we need it. I wish I would have made the switch way sooner. It's just so nice to have something close and not have to run here and then there. It's easy to switch doctors too if you decide you don't like one. Just change the provider on the computer. If you have Kaiser, I know you're like, duh. But honestly, I just made this switch a year and a half ago, okay? I have three kids. That means for the past like six and a half years, I've been driving an hour away for every single well baby checkup for every time my kid has been sick. And I've been way overpaying for all of these things. And I've been having to go to her, the doctor. And then if I needed any 40 miles away. If I needed to have any testing done, I'd have to go find another clinic and make an appointment for that within this amount of time. And then I'd have to go to the pharmacy over here and pick up the prescription. And then all with a sick baby, having to drive around and do all of this stuff, exhausted, driving home in traffic, 40 miles. I mean, honestly, I wish that I would have had Kaiser from the beginning of being a mother, having small babies, because it would have been so much easier to have everything in one spot and not have the stress of this. There were days that I would cry that I had to go to the doctors because it was just such a pain in my butt. And now it's really not a problem. And I'm never worried about how much it's going to cost because I know what it's going to cost. And I'm not going to get bills in the mail about some something that I didn't plan for. 
So if you have the option to switch over to Kaiser and you're hesitant about it, you should totally do it. That's my point. And HMO rocks because you know what to expect as far as bills. If you are feeling like you're struggling with your insurance and it's a PPO, I just highly recommend switching over to HMO. Now keep in mind, I haven't used specialists yet, so I can't speak on my experience with my insurance plan, taking care of that stuff with ease. I have read that, you know, HMO is basically for your basic care and a PPO is more beneficial if you do have to see specialists or if you have um, more extensive care that you need. But for basic care, I've had an incredibly easy time with it. Now, I mentioned my son has major anxiety at the dentist, so I'll share a few tips for helping your child out during the visits. My son goes to the dentist and he's okay driving there. He's okay in the waiting room. He's okay walking in. He sits down and then the seat goes back and then the light goes on and his attitude changes just it he just goes downhill from there it's the light the light triggers him as soon as that light goes on boom I don't like it I don't like this light it's it's hurting my eyes it's hurting my eyes and then everything is like his whole world is crashing down and then that's it he will ball up he will turn away from the dentist he'll close his mouth up he'll have an angry face and it's just impossible one time when he we tried out the general dentist side when he turned eight and the next time they were like you'll have to pay out of pocket if you want to continue being seen by the pediatric dentist otherwise he'll be over on the general dentist side And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll try it out because that's what my insurance is for. And he had the teeth cleaning done when it came down to the dentist that came in. She was cold. She just went in there and it was like the next patient, do your job in and out. She didn't try to warm him up or anything or introduce herself. And so he was scared when the tool came near the mouth. You know, they need to use their little counter and then check for cavities with the little poker thing. So that scared him too. And so he kind of clammed up a little bit and she didn't even try to relax him or anything. She just decided without even saying anything to turn away right in the folder, closed it up and said, okay, it's over and then walked out. And then the dental hygienist was even looking at me like, what the heck? The dentist straight up ended the appointment right then and there because it wasn't worth her time to try to make my son feel comfortable. So I was extremely pissed off. That's why I pay for him to be on the pediatric side because they do an incredible job with calming down a child and being patient with them and not, you know, getting upset and actually being angry like that other dentist was with him. So that is my number one tip. If you don't have a pediatric dentist for your kids yet, what are you waiting for? A pediatric dentist is trained to use all the right words and avoid all the scary ones like shot and needle. They have more bubbly and kind personalities because that's what their job is. I had my normal family dentist and I never thought of taking my kid to a pediatric just for you know, like just for kids dentist until my HMO network refused to work on him. Like anyone that I would see listed in the network, 
I went to four before someone decided, okay, I can do this. Or I went to four and each one of them told me, um, I can't work on him. You'll have to see a pediatric dentist. Um, my original dentist was basically just like, it's not that bad, Brody. Just hold still. It'll be over soon. Like, stop. You can't do that. Open your mouth. Like saying things I would say too, it wasn't until I went to a pediatric dentist where they told me you shouldn't say words like needle or cavity or any other triggering words. We use terms like sugar bugs and sleepy juice. They really taught me a lot about kinder ways to deal with an anxious child, but he's also able to get the laughing gas during treatment when he, he needed to have it when he had another tooth that needed to be pulled. Um, expensive, but worth it. I hated watching him scream and squirm in previous treatments. And I feel like him being at a, a family practice that wasn't geared specifically towards children. Um, when he had the abscesses in his mouth that needed to be treated, he needed the teeth to be pulled. Um, I feel like that traumatized him without having proper care geared towards someone his age so now we have this an anxious child who hates the dentist tip number two don't downplay their fear hear them out but then have them follow through with the appointment don't let them shut the appointment down because then they'll think that's all they have to do to get out of something is to shut down keep your cool have a patient dentist and talk them through it or my son the bright light is his main trigger, as I've said. As soon as that thing is on his face, he shuts down. It isn't until there's a compromise of, okay, if I turn this off, will you open wide and let me brush your teeth? Then he'll lower his guard. And I think that's because he just wants to feel like someone is listening and caring. I used to get really embarrassed about how my son would act in front of the dentists and I would threaten him like, cut this out now or no TV when you get home. Or do you want your dad to be the one to take you here next time? You know, he won't be as nice about it, especially since we pay out of pocket. Oh, I was a crab and not helpful. So I'm telling you now, that is not a helpful way to calm an anxious child. You will make it worse. I've learned my lesson. Yes, I'm nicer now. Tip number three, having an emotional support stuffed animal. My son recently got a Minecraft panda stuffy before an eye doctor appointment, and that took his mind off of the exam, and it was something else to talk about with the doctor. He was looking for it everywhere before we went. We couldn't find it, and he was really bummed, and it set the appointment up to be a little bumpy. But it helped tremendously in the eye doctor appointment, and he's normally a lot more, no, no, what is that? What are you doing? I won't do that. I don't want to do that. Uh. But with his panda, he was saying, this is my support animal, and it was cute. So I suggest having a stuffed animal, maybe a designated dental animal that you buy him or buy your child might be helpful. Something that is just for trips to the dentist or trips to the doctor. Tip number four, allow a tablet or phone as some leverage. Do you want to watch my phone? Okay, well, are you going to let the dentist take care of your teeth? Yes, then okay. And that distraction is enough to calm them a bit. We're getting Jamba Juice after, making it something enjoyable and fun. So they associate the dentist with something pleasant. And tip number five, it helps to practice at home to get your child more comfortable with tools in their mouth, if that's their problem. Brushing your teeth, your 
you know, brushing your child's teeth yourself every so often will get them used to having someone else doing something inside of their mouth. I've even used a crab meat utensil, you know, those little sticks that help get into the crab leg and scrape the meat out to count my son's teeth because that's one of his fears is that tool in his mouth, which made it a little fun. And even if it was like, mom, what are you doing with that thing? It looks like you're trying to hurt me. And like, okay, guys, that sounds bad, but (laughs) I'm saying it like in a sarcastic way, like he was laughing about it. Um, It's just something for him to think about when we go to the doctor or to the dentist. Like, (laughs) I remember when my mom was practicing this with me, she used a crab meat utensil. So, you know, make it fun, make it enjoyable for your child and don't worry but be picky. Advocate for your children. You pay for that care. You should be getting the best possible experience, care, and treatment. So don't be afraid to take your business elsewhere if it's not working for you. I know how difficult it is to have a child with anxiety at the dentist and the doctors. It takes lots of patience and finding the right mix of what I mentioned in this episode. I hope it gets easier. I remember having slight anxiety about the dentist when I was younger but I still have a little bit of anxiety, but I'm better. I open my mouth. I let them do treatment. So I hope for the best for all these little kids that have anxiety at the dentist. So if you need more resources, I'm looking on Pinterest right now and there are tons of like diagrams and links to YouTube videos for children to watch if that makes them more comfortable. I mean, there's so much out on the, in- on the internet as far as resources Find something for your kid to look at and just talk to them about the appointment beforehand so that they know what to expect. And then when they get there, they're not like, wait, what are you doing? They'll just be more comfortable and remember the steps. All right, guys, have a good week and I'm out. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode today. For more Turks and Chaos, you can catch this podcast every Tuesday and Thursday. And you can find me online at turks-chaos.com. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook. So I'll see you there.